You are listening to the Delay and Pray podcast, episode number 36. Welcome to the Delay and Pray podcast, where certified Catholic and weight loss coach Beth Bubick teaches you how to permanently lose weight through spiritual fasting. Get ready to gain faith and lose weight through a joyful transformation of both body and soul. Now, your host, Beth, the Catholic Fasting Coach. Welcome back to the podcast. We are talking about overeating today and how to stop the cycle. I'm going to give you some great information and tips to just stop the overeating. In your spiritual fasting work to eat to enough, I hope your week is going really well and that you are having one of the best summers of your entire life. You know, that's a thought, right? No matter what is going on in your life, you can use your circumstances as a grand opportunity to let God shine forth in your life and seek the good, no matter what things are happening. The fact that is communicated to us through scripture is that God loves to shine forth through our weakness. He longs to be our strength. So looking for his mighty work throughout your day will have you finding him in the brightest and the darkest moments of your summer. And that's because when he does, it is really a miracle and you know it and then you share it. This sharing is acting out the third luminous mystery of the rosary in your own life, which is proclaiming the gospel. I know when I'm in a rough spot in my life, whether it's just a moment in the day or something that is reoccurring, I will often say to the Lord, okay, I'd appreciate a miracle here, Lord, bring it on. And you know what? He always does in some way, shape, or form. In 2 Corinthians 12, Paul quotes Jesus who says, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in your weakness. God is perfect in every way. Giving him the power to make up for any weaknesses you may have is the key, even with overeating. It really does take much grace to appreciate your weaknesses. If this is new information for you, no worries. This involves a skill that needs to be learned. It involves shifting your thoughts into love and abundance with your thinking first by beginning to look for the opportunity that God is handing you. This also involves learning to enjoy the process and consider daily incremental results rather than how far you are from reaching that impossible goal that you have set for yourself. In my life, most days are the best days of my life because I set out to make them so. This does not always mean that I'm following my protocol or doing incredible journaling or thought work, or even that the scale has reached a new level of amazing. Those things are good. But I also know that God never ceases to teach me things that I absolutely need to know, and usually that growth is uncomfortable. But I'm willing to go there with Him. If I want to be a saint, I have to figure this out. It begins with the thought, what opportunity does God have for me in this overeating space? What do I need to learn here so that I can teach others? When I take the spotlight off me and put it on helping others through my weakness, everything changes. Incremental growth and always seeking the victories from each day, especially in the light of serving others, is really the first step to stopping the overeating for good. It is because there's no pressure there. It's all about them. This space gives you space to think and become the rational human soul that God created you to be. 
This really is one of the best summers of my life because my first grandchild was born. That's it. I'll never forget that day and that experience with my daughter. Never. It was the best experience. And we have another one on the way in two more weeks. This summer is like a dream and it has nothing to do with my eating at all. And that's a thought that I choose to think. Not everything is defined by my weight. In fact, the less I define myself with a number on the scale, the lower it becomes. My hunger is for others, not myself, and it is mostly for God. So if you are willing to shift your thoughts into love and abundance with your thinking first by beginning to look for the opportunity that God is handing you, and then to redefining and defining some words in your life, then your task of learning how to lose weight while spiritually fasting will be much easier and it will become a win-win win for you and win for others too. So let's get back to the facts and define overeating. Overeating is putting more fuel in your body than it needs, resulting in overdesire, overhunger, and overeating. And this causes us to be overweight. The first step to stop overeating is to take the pressure off yourself. This is not a diet. It's a spiritual lifestyle. Simply put, the solution to being overweight is to get hungry for God by reducing your hunger and desire for sugar, flour, and alcohol to natural states so you can be your natural weight without overeating. We do this by eliminating most of these substances during the week, planning meals that fuel us, eating to enough, drinking minimal amount of alcohol, and doing the coaching work on all that remains. This is what I learned from my coach, Brooke Castillo, years ago, the coaching part. Does that sound simple? Yes, it does. But it's that part of the sentence that is the hard part and doing the coaching work on what remains. This involves our thoughts and emotions and is definitely the challenge. Planning amazing meals without sugar and flour is relatively easy, but actually following the plan is the excruciating part if you feel deprived. This can be so aggravating or it can be a great experiment where you get curious and learn about yourself and what your best life looks like and what it was meant to be. So that is the first thought shift, shifting deprivation into the great experiment. What food and prayer will it take to satisfy my desire for these substances while minimally impacting my insulin levels in my blood? Let's look back at why you are desiring the sugar and flour in the first place. The past several decades have created overhunger and overdesire in our bodies for so many of us. It is the constant dieting and failing at those diets that have left us discouraged and feeling like we can't get healthy. We have been furnished with so much false information or fake news about what is healthy for us, including low-fat diets and warnings against cholesterol. In 1997, there were scientists whose theories about dietary cholesterol and heart disease first warned Americans to stay away from meat and eggs. Oh, I remember this so well. I would always pluck the egg yolk out of my hard-boiled eggs and eat just the white part. Finally, it was acknowledged by many studies that there really is no connection between cholesterol in the food you were eating and the cholesterol in your blood. And the sad thing is, is that they knew this the entire time. We have to be careful about the truth of how nutritious our food really is and how it affects our body because we have been lied to about our food and diets and it is still continuing today. Additionally, there have been more studies that say that saturated fat is not even linked to heart disease cardiovascular mortality, heart attacks, stroke, cancer, or diabetes. Now I am not a doctor or a theologian. I'm just reading 
and passing along this information. This is really all from a book called Fat Chance by Robert Lustig. I've quoted it before. It is a fascinating book and worth a good read if you can fit it into your reading list, but it does give you some facts about how nutritious the food is and really what you should eat. So what is good for us? If you've been listening to my past podcasts, a good healthy diet includes protein, vegetables, and good fats with some fruit as well. And yes, you can eat egg yolks, but not an unlimited amount. This would be overeating and overeating is not good for any of us. So although healthy fats such as avocados, nuts, and seeds are now an encouraged part of a healthy diet, along with all the proteins and vegetables, it is still not good to overeat all these things. We live in a culture that entices us to eat big meals through marketing, entertainment, and most social events that includes large amounts of food. We have normalized eating large amounts of food at every meal and sometimes in between too. This, my friends, is overeating. This is eating beyond the amount of fuel your body needs. The average person eats three meals a day plus snacks just because we think we feel a tinge of hunger. Overeating has also become a way to avoid discomfort and seek pleasure at all times. Food becomes a way to buffer away any emotion, good or bad. Buffering clearly avoids suffering of all kinds. Our minds do this to us throughout the day if we're not aware. We buffer with food because we're bored or sad or lonely, or maybe just anxious a little bit, or because we have to do something hard. You can do something hard without eating. It just takes acknowledging the emotion and feeling it for a moment as you get to the hard work. And then guess what? That emotion passes. Overeating is often equal to underfeeling. Underfeeling our physical body so that we don't know when our bodies are signaling us to stop like we're full. And then underfeeling our emotions, which also have to do with our bodies. As humans, we just haven't learned to manage our emotions, but this is so possible, even though we struggle with knowing how to cope with discomfort throughout the day. As I said, discomfort often comes when we have to do hard things throughout the day. No worries, that is perfectly normal, but we don't have to eat through each moment. It is uncomfortable to write a really good podcast or learn a new demo for work or study for a speaking engagement. Our brain may offer us a way to lessen the pain with food, as in like a Diet Coke and a small bag of pretzels or a candy bar. Yeah, this will lessen the pain for a moment, but eventually your brain learns that whenever there is a moment of discomfort, regardless if you're really physically hungry or not, you're going to need a Coke and a pretzel cocktail you will actually be forming a neural pathway to this end. And that's not a great thing. It becomes a Pavlov's dog type of thing. Your brain starts to learn the cue that when you are in discomfort, this particular food will lessen the pain. This then creates over desire and over hunger for those substances, which leads to overeating in the end. And then overeating decreases the ability to be able to fast off of food for a spiritual purpose, especially on Wednesdays and Fridays. This is all part of the motivational triad that we are all born with, seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, and reducing effort. This does keep us alive in the most efficient way possible, but with food, it often works against us and the food companies are well aware of this. Marketing of food takes advantage of our desire for pleasure with the least amount of effort. It's called processed or fast food and we crave it. When we decide to delay and pray it from our daily menu for a period of time during the week or even forever, replacing with vegetables, protein, and healthy fats, guess what? Those cravings go away within weeks, but the emotions are still there until they become updated by the will over time. 
This is the challenging part. It takes time. It is just hard to change habits that you've created over a lifetime. Here are the most common overeating habits that my clients describe. Overeating healthy meals until overfull, overseasoning meals, which means always adding more salt, pepper, and dressing or condiments, which actually makes you overeat the meal. Eating while cooking or prepping and then still eating the meal resulting in being really over full in the evening because you were full when you sat down to the meal in the first place. That's a big one. Avoiding being the slightest bit hungry, resulting in snacking all the time. You have to really think about how hungry are you and is it physical hunger? If you're just slightly hungry and you keep eating over that hunger, that bit of hunger, which is like a negative one on the hunger scale, that's going to get you into trouble because you'll always want to eat when you're the slightest bit hungry. Overeating when over hungry, letting yourself get way too hungry during the day. That's another one. Not writing down a food protocol and recording what you actually ate and then figuring out what went wrong and then what went right. Remember, this is the great experiment. If you don't use a protocol, you have no data to figure out the problem. And the last one, not recording where I was eating, how I was eating, and what was going on when I was eating. For example, eating standing up at the kitchen island with the news on and in a hurry is one way I can overeat. All my clients know that this is my main struggle. I have a hard time slowing down in general, and I work on this weakness every day. But now I'm learning to sit down, enjoy my meal in silence, eat to enough and go for a walk. I'm getting better week by week, but this is still a challenge for me. Janine Roth says that we live as we eat and eat as we live. So for me, slowing down to figure that all this out has been refreshing and improved my whole life. I am trying to be intentional with my eating and my life. To combat all these overeating scenarios, you can learn to experiment with different foods and methods and know that all the answers are within you. You can be certain that you will figure this out. The emotion that our brain and our body really like is certainty. We love to be certain that we are safe and that we won't fail. When uncertainty comes for some of us, we eat. We've trained our brains that this is the way to certainty. Well, we all know that that's a lie. Food will never answer a problem unless it's true physical hunger. Food will not solve your nasty email dilemma or the thought that you are super tired of your job or that cooking dinner is super chaotic in my house. Nope. Food is not going to help us solve these things. Only prayer and shifting your thoughts into love and abundance around what opportunity God has for you in these moments. That'll do it. So my question is, will you let him shine forth for you? Or will you stuff him down and just eat some cheese and salami really quickly? See how interesting this is? It's truly the great experiment. All I can say is that we need to stop the overeating. It's not beyond you. We just have to be aware. It really is the great experiment. God wants to heal you. He wants to heal your situation, your family, and the whole nation through you. It is just up to us to cooperate and take the time and effort to change our habits with God's grace over time. Remember, there's no magic pill here or a novena that will automatically cure you in nine days, although the novena will certainly help. But you have to understand that the more you do something, 
And the more you practice something, the stronger the corresponding neural pathways become. Your old pathways have become unconscious habits that you don't even know you've set in place. This is why you often feel out of control as if you are eating against your will, but this is never true. It just feels that way. The good thing is, is that your brain has neuroplasticity. It can literally be changed. It's not set in stone. It is plastic in a sense. God made us this way so that we can always improve if we want to. He never gives up on us. With his help, we really can change. We can change these ingrained pathways by replacing them with new ones and interrupting the old ones by changing our actions and delaying the unhealthy rewards, such as refined sugar and flour, to little bits on Sundays. Eventually, you will get so good at this good habit that it becomes an unconscious habit, and this we call a virtue. Overeating is usually just from a bad habit. All those overeating scenarios I mentioned before are just bad habits that over time and incrementally can be broken. It takes time, conscious effort, evaluation of your habits, lots of prayer and motivation to change your behavior in the lives of others. So start defining your food protocols as the great experiment. Look at this endeavor from a long perspective, an eternal endeavor that will eventually bring you to a really healthy body and soul. I call it getting fit for the kingdom. And the virtue that I love lately is called longanimity, longness of soul. This is the willingness to wait for the good, longanimity. This is the one I'm praying and working for. I love to say it too. Listen, my friends, the overeating will stop when you begin to work with God to feel your feelings, delay that sugar and flour and alcohol to Sundays, and use your efforts to offer up all your discomfort for others. This is the game changer right there. This is so good and the ticket to heaven for the whole body of Christ. More on overeating in the next podcast. Oh, I'm having so much fun recording these podcasts. I hope you like them. If you do, please subscribe and even leave a five-star review if you wouldn't mind so others will hear this great message of spiritual fasting and get back to the church with its sacraments this year. Have a great week, my friends, and I will talk to you next week. May God bless you and keep you always. Bye-bye. If you are interested in learning more about spiritual fasting and permanent weight loss, then come join my course, Delay and Pray, a 12-week guided course for weight loss through spiritual fasting. You won't go through it alone either. I will be there to coach you every step of the way. This is a group coaching program where you are part of an amazing community of like-minded Catholics who have the same goal as you, to bring about miracles while losing that weight permanently through spiritual fasting. Your purchase includes an online course detailing what spiritual fasting is, how to do it, and all the tools you need to get you the results you're longing for. Head over to my website right now at thecatholicfastingcoach.com and get the details on how to join. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and LinkedIn to always get the latest daily information to help you keep fasting, my friends. Can't wait to see you in there. May God bless you and keep you always. 